The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. My next guest was the first Irish woman to win a boxing world title. She dedicated her life to the sport when women's boxing was illegal in Ireland and unsanctioned in the UK. And she is with me now in studio. Deirdre Gogarty, good morning and welcome. Good morning. It's great to be here. It's been a while since you and I talked. Yes, decades, a long, in fact. long time. <laughs> <laughs> Let us go back to the beginning and mm. how you got into boxing because, you know, girls did not box. Yeah, I know. Um, well, I was first kind of captured by boxing when I saw a clip of Jack Dempsey and um, I loved the fact that he would fight people bigger than him. I got bullied a lot in school. So, you know, the idea that I could maybe learn the skill and be able to defend myself was really captivating. And then when Barry McGuigan won the world title, that was it. My dream was to lift a world belt like he did. But tell me how you went about it. I mean, what boxing club did you go to? Was it in Drada? Yes. um, Well, it took me a long time to even build up the courage. I mean, even after I fell in love with boxing, uh, it still took me two years after I saw Barry McGuigan and had this dream to actually have the courage to even approach a boxing club. Because back then they didn't let girls even spectate in a boxing club. Uh, They weren't allowed in. So uh, I was very scary and uh, intimidating to even approach and ask to be let in. But you did. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and did you have a mentor, you know, who said, yeah, I'll do it, even though it's not done, I'll do it? Well, um, they let me in the boxing club, but I wasn't coached or anything because it, it was kind of really frowned upon to waste your time on a girl then. So what were you doing? Just using the punch just, bag? Yeah, and just trying to sparring teach myself. With, did I you was, find any kids, fellas um, who would spar yeah, with you? Eventually they started letting me spar. So that was amazing. And I'll never forget, I was in against a heavyweight. And of course, I was terrible. I had no skills or defense. I, you know, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. So I was getting beaten up. And uh, But I just kept fighting back. And I know by the third round, all the kids at ringside started cheering my name. And I'd never heard my name cheered before. And that really motivated me to like I want to hear that again but in a in a crowd now tell me about your journey to uh, amateur boxing uh, you know there was no amateur women's boxing at the time and mm-hmm. ultimately to professional boxing right tell me about that journey well I I First of all, I mean, the real breakthrough is I went on your radio show in 1991 pleading for a fight. I'd heard there was a nun out there fighting somewhere. So I really wanted to fight with this nun. So I thought (laughs) maybe she'd be listening and it would come together. But um, it turned out word got to BJ Bennis down in Limerick and he had a girl called Anne-Marie Griffin who was interested in boxing. So we fought and um, it was wonderful. It was called an exhibition and they announced a decision I won so I was thrilled about it it was on the undercard of a kickboxing match and I just felt that once we got in the ring and could show what we do I thought it would be natural for then women's boxing would be allowed no it wasn't (laughs) so I ended up just being forced to leave Ireland which was really heartbreaking and uh pursue a career in the States. In the States, was there much female boxing? There, there 
was quite a bit going on. I mean, there was women boxing more and more, but for all women back then, it was still a very difficult path. So the ones that were doing it were very, very dedicated to it and more or less kind of sacrificing their life to it because there was no money in it. And they were all working full-time jobs, but they just love boxing. And the audiences were loving boxing. So it was more gaining traction with the fans than anything else. And promoters were finding that it was to their benefit to actually include women in cards. So... Now, uh, looking at your boxing record, which people can uh, search out on Wikipedia, uh, in terms of your profiles, 23 wins, 16 of which... 14 were knockouts. Yes, I always went for the knockout because I was always fighting in other people's backyards. I was kind of always the foreigner. So um, when I did go to decisions, I usually wouldn't get the decisions. So I really <laughs> uh, worked very hard to be so a finisher. So if you went the distance, you probably would not win, right, even if yeah. you were the better boxer. Right. And so that happened to... a few times. So uh, I was always going for the knockout or the stoppage. And which you did 14 times. Yes. <laughs> you know. Now, uh, tell me then about uh, your titles. Um, yes. When you won your first national title. Yeah, well, I won the world title in 1997 and that was my third attempt at a title. So um, my first one was in Kansas City and I'd fought that girl. It was the third time I fought her and I, I lost a split decision. Then I'd fought in Las Vegas against, Man- uh, I wanted to say Amanda Sarando, it was against Laura Sarando. So, and it was a devastating loss because my coach threw in the towel and it was a really low point in my career. So when I went for the world title for the third time, I said, this is it. I mean, everything was on that fight. If I didn't win that fight, I just felt uh, I would have to pack it in. But you won the fight. Won the fight, yes. And got the title. Now, when did your path cross with that of a very young Katie Taylor? Well, she was very young, yes. Uh, She came out to the uh, uh, townhouse, my mother's townhouse in Sandy Mount, to talk to me about, you know, how was I getting fights because she couldn't get fights in Ireland and there was still no amateur boxing in Ireland then. And she wrote me a letter after I fought Christy Martin and she said, uh, I'll never forget the words of the letter, but because she said, I can't see boxing for girls taking off here in the near future. I can see why you had to go away to get fights, but maybe someday they'll let us box in the Olympics. And indeed they did. What brought about that change? Was it the UK changing its mind? Was well, that- you know, it really um, kicked off with uh, Deirdre Nelson from Northern Ireland. She was the first Irish woman to get a license and she had to go to court to get that uh, through and it was women like her who did the fighting outside. We we fought to fight so much outside the ring to get women's boxing um, push forward, and finally it was allowed in two thousand and one for women to start boxing amateur. And I knew once women could start boxing amateur, then it was really going to take off. Yeah. Now, therefore, you were an inspiration to Casey Taylor. Yeah, so I just, yeah, I remember her drive and ambition. I, I just remember thinking, you know, she seems to be so like me. It was an eerie, and uh, I just hope she would stick with it because she was such a great athlete. She could have gone to any other sport, and I said, gosh, if she can keep carrying this forward and, you know, continue with what I've started, uh, there's no telling how far it could go. I, I'm not surprised at all that this is a big fight. Uh, tomorrow night I knew women's boxing could get to this level so I'm just thrilled she's the one Mm. doing it and it's a real homecoming for Katie uh, boxing for the first time as a professional in her home city which is uh, really big Do, do you have any concerns about her going up a weight 
Um, I mean, I've fought people heavier a lot of times. I mean, the concern is that you don't get drawn into a physical match where you're letting the opponent push on you and lean on you and because it takes its toll in the later rounds. But she, uh, Katie's such a good fighter on her feet and she's very smart and disciplined and I don't think she'll let that happen. Okay, uh, but uh, not having to shed weight at the last minute to make the weigh-in is well, always... that is uh, the luxury of yeah. fighting someone bigger, yeah. yeah. I mean, you changed weights as your career progressed. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had to fight up, uh, out of my weight a lot, but uh, luckily once I'd won the title, I was fighting more at my natural weight. I was a featherweight, 125 pounds. So, um, you know, it's always advantageous to fight at your own mm. weight division. When you look back on your career, has boxing been good to you? Well, that's a loaded question. It has in many ways and in other ways it hasn't. I mean, financially, it wasn't good to me. Uh, I was supposed to get the biggest purse of my career for my world title win, which was $12,500, and I never got a penny. Why? And uh, the promoter just didn't pay anybody on the card. It was uh, So that was pretty devastating because I had to go to back to my day job when I really wanted to be a full-time boxer. Um, but you know overall when you look back on the career you have no regrets I presume uh, I've no regret I mean I would say I regret every one of my losses I mean I, mm. if I could go back and change my losses absolutely I would um, uh, so I do uh, regret that so many fights fell through and I didn't have the end to my career my dream was to fight my last fight in Ireland at least have my la- you know one professional fight in Ireland so I wanted to start my career here and end my career and so that was a real heartbreak that I never got my chance to fight in mm. Ireland uh, Many of the, the people who were sceptical about women's boxing were saying you know the, the toll it takes and uh, they always point famously to Muhammad Ali and the Parkinson's mm. syndrome that he ended up with uh, for much of his adult life after he retired and they wonder about the legacy the, the physical legacy of boxing right. I mean how did you fare? Have you, are you carrying any, any injuries uh, from <laughs> that long and illustrious career? Well, my worst injury was a really bad shoulder injury. It basically ended my career. But, um, you know, I sometimes I think when I'm tired, I, uh, maybe it's from, from the punches. I, uh, you know, I don't, I sometimes have trouble thinking of the words, but maybe it's just old age. But I mean, I think I fared fairly well. My, my main problem is my knees are terrible from years of running the roads. And the impact of boxing is tremendous. Of so much impact on your body. So uh, it's uh, you definitely walk away from it with feeling it every day. Yeah. And when you did finally uh, retire, I was going to say throw in the towel, but that in mm-hmm. boxing terms, it means something <laughs> else entirely. When yeah. you retired, uh, I mean, how did you feel about the rest of your life going forward, leaving something behind that you love so much? Well, it was very difficult. Um, and I always wondered, would I be the person that would keep fighting for too long, way past yeah. my best? Um, but I remember I was trying to come back to uh, defend my title with the shoulder injury and I was training. And I used to love the training, the build up, the diet, everything, building your body to this peak. And um, I remember thinking, gosh, I can't wait to the day after the fight. And I knew when I was thinking past the fight that something was changing in me and it was time to retire. And so you did. Yes. (laughs) Um, What advice would you give to uh, young girls now who might aspire to get into the ring? 
I would just say, you know, go try it out. Uh, You know, very few people really have everything it takes to get to anything close to Katie's level. But, you know, go try it out and maybe it is a passion you have. And if nothing else, just to have the courage to get in a boxing club takes a really special person, even if you only do it one time. And it will stand to you the rest of your life because there's nothing more nerve wracking. And if you can do that, anything you do after that is a piece of cake. Yeah. And if you're fit for the ring, you're really fit. Oh, yeah, tremendous. It's a whole body sport, isn't it? Oh, my goodness, yes. <laughs> Deirdre, it's a pleasure seeing you again after so many years uh, because we were on radio and on uh, Kenny Live all those years ago. That's right. And it's great yeah. to see you again after all this time. That's uh, world champion, Deirdre Gogarty, thank you very much for Thanks joining so us. Thanks so much for having me, Pat. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.